Let's get it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Forno Sports Podcast. Me and Christian have been very busy lately, so we had to just not do the the Saturday episode. And I'm sorry, but I've had baseball tryouts. Uh, I just I got my license today and my car. So with it. Um, and just school and stuff and just time management is hard. So, uh, Christian, what have you been up to? Uh, it's about the same thing. It's been chilling, uh, school. I'm not playing a winter or spring sport. My parents want me to play tennis. Hey, let's go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I, I opted out of that. You know, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, um, it's good to be back here, you know, just, I missed it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And, well, we have a ton of headlines because we missed some time, so, like, a ton of headlines, like, it's unbelievable, especially with the, all the free agents being acquired, that just adds on to the pile, so. We're going to start it off, and I'll go first. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick agrees to one-year, $10 million deal with the Washington football team. I personally don't like the signing because I wanted to see Taylor Heineke do well. I'm not sure he has a starting spot, but I... I Like, of course, Fitzpatrick's like the all-around guy that no one can hate in the NFL right now because, like, he's just been around so long and never really been in the spotlight. But... What do you think of this signing? Because I don't think it's very good. Um, I think it's a good, like, I think he'll be a good backup presence for Heineke. I think he's going to be used as a backup. Um, like, if Heineke doesn't do as good as he did in the Buccaneers game or he doesn't live up to expectations, they have a solid backup who has proven, especially last year, that he was a decent starter for the Dolphins. So if they mm-hmm. want to... Go with him if Heineke's the starter and make him the backup just for that veteran leadership. That's probably what they did it for. And then if Heineke doesn't pan out, they start Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. They don't really have a backup in Washington. Yeah, but I, I'd rather see Heineke. I mean, I, I want to see what he can do. Jameis Winston is returning to the Saints on a one-year $12 million deal. I don't believe he's the future of the Saints at all. Uh, I feel like the Saints aren't in, a great, aren't in a great situation right now, so I feel like he's just like there for the time being. But still not another great signing, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like this is for the now, although the Saints did clear out a lot of cap space. I think they're only like 20 million or like 10 million over now, which is amazing. Um, but I mean, you gave Taysom Hill all that money, but apparently, if they release him, then they won't have to pay a dime for it. Mm-hmm. I guess is a good move, but you're paying the guy who's like a bona fide, he's literally a running back quarterback, like, yeah. He's just like a gadget player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're paying that guy 
125 million dollars which is just i don't understand what's going on there but uh, there's obvious reasons why i'm not a nfl general general manager and it's probably one of them mm-hmm. agreed well yeah i mean Taysom hill i mean he's definitely not a real quarterback and he, i don't think he ever will be like a franchise quarterback I don't ever see it happening. So, Jameis Winston's known to throw ton of a ton of picks when he was back in Tampa Bay, but we'll see what happens with him. I want. I actually am very curious as to see what he will do this year. We got LASIK. We got LASIK guy surgery, so he's gonna <laughs> forty touchdowns next year. No All picks. right, let's see it. So Gronk resigns with the Bucks for a one-year, ten million dollar deal. I completely expected this. He'll play until. Tom Brady's done. That's that. Shaquille Barrett resigns with the Bucks for four years, $72 million. I believe this was a great signing because, I mean, he was obviously a key asset to their defense last year, and they were Super Bowl champions. So, All right. Carl Lawson signed with the Jets on a three-year deal worth $47.4 million. Another good signing for the Jets, who were an upcoming team. I think they'll be... I think they actually be pretty decent this year. They'll be, mm, I'd say, like 17th overall. That's my guess. Much better than their 32nd or 31st. All right. Corey Davis to sign with the Jets on a three-year $37.5 million deal. This is a good signing. I like this. Because they're going to get a good quarterback in the draft this year. And this is another asset that they can give to them. And depending on whoever they pick. And what's your take on this pick or on this uh, signing? Um, as a Ravens fan, I'm kind of bummed out that we didn't get him. Um, I thought we could have made a push for him, but uh, honestly, I don't know what the Titans are doing right now. It's a really good signing by the Jets. Got to give mm-hmm. them that. But Titans are completely falling apart. Um, I don't understand why they would let him walk. I think he's extremely underrated. He's he can be inconsistent at times. Like there's games like the Browns game where he had like a lot of yards and like I think he had like two touchdowns. And there's games where he gets like one reception for like five yards and that's all he does. But it's a yeah. great sign because he's going into his prime. So good move by the Jets. Yeah, they're one of the teams making a lot of moves. So the Chiefs land Joe Thune or Tooney, I don't know how you say it, on a five-year deal worth $80 million. Now, I don't know where they're getting this money from. Like, where? Like, $80 million? Like, how do they still have that? Like, and are just willingly giving it to it? Because, like, they signed that really quickly and, like, unexpectedly. They were not in contention for that for that center. But, I mean, of course it's a good signing. He's, like, one of the best in the league. But, like, I just don't know where they're getting this money from. It's, like, unbelievable. I agree. All right. Mm, Patriots and Matt Junon agreed a four-year, $56 million deal. Please elaborate on this as a Ravens fan. Oh, man. Um, so, the Ravens gave him $16.5 million. I think they gave him, like, that over, like, uh, $16.5 five million dollar contract a year so he'd be getting that much a year mm-hmm. i think this is an extreme overpay by the patriots i'm gonna say this about every patriots free agent 
I need to see improvement in their team. I need to see Cam do better before I can really count these guys as a true playoff contender. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of their signings are just kind of like flashy. Like I, Judon has not had a single double-digit sack year, yet he's getting paid money for a linebacker who has double-digit sacks. Um, he kind of a, he had a down year this year. I feel like this is an extreme overpay by the Patriots. Not a good move on their part. I mean, you're getting somebody decent, but if any tackle with like if he goes against a tackle with arms on him, like he's most likely getting stuffed. Like he can get pressure, but I don't think he's worth this amount of money. And this is not me being salty at all because I knew this was happening, and I'm okay with this happening as a Ravens fan. Yeah, I can I can agree with you when you say it's an overpay. I mean. He's getting fourteen million a year, which is like way too much for him. Because like, like you said, he hasn't had a double digit sack season yet, and he's really wasn't even one of the top guys in Baltimore. So, like, to see that much of that much money being paid to him was. Well, I, th- I don't even think he's getting fourteen million. They're get- they're giving him like seventeen million. I read and like uh, like it thinks that like a bunch of the guarantees and stuff like that. I think it adds up like seventeen or eighteen. Maybe even like nineteen million. I don't understand why you're paying Matthew Judon upwards of seventeen million dollars. Like he's mm-hmm. literally a slightly better Jadavian Clowney, debatably. I I just and he's older. He's literally I think he's like twenty nine or twenty seven or something like that. I don't I don't know his exact age, but he's kind of old. So. Hmm. See what happens. Let's see. He'll probably get twenty sacks next year now and win defensive player of the year. The Titans are going to sign a multi year deal with Bud Dupree worth sixteen point five million annually. I think the Titans with all these additions are going to be pretty scary next year. Because like defense is where they lacked. They were I mean their offense isn't that powerhouse, but I mean you have Derrick Henry. They got rid of Corey Davis, but you still have Derrick Henry. And their defense was always something that kind of like dragged behind. So this is good for them. Another good signing. All right. So Jonu Smith, Johnu Smith to join the Patriots on a four year a hundred or no not hundred but yeah. I can't read my own handwriting. It was like a forty eight, fifty million dollar deal, I think. Fifty million? Yeah, fifty million dollar deal. All right, yeah. And so what do you think about this? I think it's a good move. This is one of the good moves that I like that the Patriots did. Um, I think them and another free agent that they got today, I think they're kind of going back to their roots of the 2011 Patriots with uh, Gronk and some guy named Aaron Hernandez. (laughs) Um, Mm. You know, like, I think they're going to go with a lot of, like, two tight end sets and stuff like that, and I really think it's going to help Cam run. I really like their signings at tight end, but um, that's probably about it. But John New Smith is solid. He was, I think, he was like the ninth ranked tight end last year according to PFF. Now I'm not really a true believer in PFF. I don't like using PFF to rank mm-hmm. people because I think it's a terrible way of doing it. Um, but I think this is a pretty good signing by the Patriots, and I will give them this as a pretty good signing. 
I agree. KD to miss one to two more weeks with a hamstring strain. This guy is just hurt all the time. Yeah, I I wonder if they're trying to keep him healthy or like I think they're gonna try to keep him out as long as possible because the Nets, I'm they don't really need KD like they don't need KD, which is kind of like crazy to say because like well well he's a like a top five player in the NBA but they don't need him because they're mm-hmm. winning games, but. They'll, they'll probably, they're probably going to rest him as much as they can for playoff time because they do not want another torn Achilles or, like, any injury like that. Yeah. Because the same thing when he tore his Achilles. Like, it was that lingering hamstring injury. Or yeah. something, and then it just turned into an Achilles injury. But they're probably just going to keep him rested for the playoffs. And if he feels good enough to come back, they'll probably let him come back. Yeah, I think when he's on the court, he definitely makes an impact. But he's always hurt. He's like... He's like a china plate. He just like there's always something wrong with him, and uh, he needs to take some time and like work all of his muscles up and get them all strong, and then rest some in the off season just to make sure he's at full health this time. Because mm-hmm. I believe he 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 tends to rush things, and then he just gets hurt again, gets hurt again, and then it just like repeats the cycle. I mean, that's got to be love for the game. That like you want to get back on that court so much that like you'll you're able you want to risk your physical, you know, like it's like your health, your physical health, just to help your team. And that's I think that's dedication. Mm-hmm. Ravens sign guard Kevin Zietler to three-year, twenty-two point five million dollar deal. Yeah, I really, I really like this deal. I remember first thing I woke up on Monday, I saw that we were doing this. I was really excited. Ranked 16th amongst guards, according to PFF last year. Don't like using PFF, but... And that's also including left and right guards. Mm-hmm. Great signing. Great way to get Lamar some line help. Kind of hoping that we get a center other than the draft or somewhere else. But I really like this addition. Definitely Super. a necessary addition, honestly. Yeah. And then, so we can move Brad, Bradley Bozeman the center if needed. I hope we can keep Orlando Brown Jr. Because if we get a good center, the Ravens could possibly have a top five O-line next year with Ronnie Stanley back at 100%, hopefully, with Zeitler, o- OBJ, Orlando Brown Jr. and maybe even a good center. I hope Matt Skura and Patrick Marikai screw off. Um, kind of bold. Top five, it's bold. I mean, if they if they get the there's some Raiders center just got cut or like waived. So if they can pick him up, then I think that would be an even more justifiable argument. Probably like top eight line if they. If they keep Orlando Brown and they get a good center. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But not top five, in my opinion. But agreed that they agree they definitely could be better than what they were in last year's uh divisional game. <laughs> Thank God. Drew Brees retires at the twenty seasons and a legendary career. All respect. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. And uh, I mean, he's just—he's just a 
was a great player in the league for ever. Yeah. I believe he had five seasons with Los or not Los Angeles. Uh, they were in San Diego at the time. And then the rest of New Orleans where he had a, basically all of his success. The one thing that I got to say about Drew Brees' career is I think the Saints wasted him after the first Super Bowl. They yeah. had so many chances. So, like, they had, like, I think this year, perhaps it was the last year, but they had so many chances to win, and they just they just didn't. They wasted Drew Brees' career after the first Super Bowl, which sucks to see. Still a great quarterback. Some people even consider him the GOAT. I've heard some people oh, call him God, no. I've heard some people call him the GOAT before. I don't. Um, but I think just a great career, great quarterback. I wish he would have won. Did he win an MVP? I'm not sure. Because if he didn't, then that's... That he might have won a Super Bowl MVP. But... And I wish he would have gotten another Super Bowl because I feel like he deserved it. You definitely have multiple chances, and we all know about all these stupid stuff, that pass interference that should have been called, that... Sideline, touch The Minneapolis miracle thing, and then just completely like, just bad game plans to make them lose in playoffs. Because they're always in the playoffs. Like, they were always in the playoffs. He won it's one never... in 2010. Mm. But they've never capitalized on any playoff appearances after that first Super Bowl. Oh, wait, no. Super Bowl, most valuable player award. My bad. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was about to be... That, that's crazy how he hasn't won it ever. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Patriots signing Hunter Henry to three-year, $37.5 million contract. Okay, so definitely a good signing for the Patriots, no doubt. But Hunter Henry said he wanted to go somewhere with a good QB. And the Patriots just re-signed Cam Newton before he signed that deal. So I don't know what he was thinking. If Cam Newton was some good QB, better than... Because Justin Herbert's definitely a better passer than Cam Newton. Like, what? So I'm maybe his mindset just completely changed, but that's just a weird thing I, I saw. Mm-hmm. But definitely a good signing by the Patriots. Packers re-signed Aaron Jones to four-year, $48 million deal. I actually, this is completely unexpected. I completely expected him to sign with, like, Miami. And then he did, like, I don't know where he just signed. And, and I personally would have rather had it at two or three years. I think four years is kind of a stretch, assuming he will pan out that entire time. But, I mean, yeah, he's, he had a great season last year and even the year before that. I believe he's a great running back, probably... Top six, seven in the league, maybe third and five. But we, I just, the four year is just what's kind of throwing me off. I wish it was two or three. Mm. Carmelo Anthony passes Hakeem Lajuan for 11th on NBA's all time scoring list. Well deserved. I, he's like, I wouldn't even throw him in like, a goat conversation ever, but like he, he, I just have mad respect for him. Like he's never been like a problem, you know. 
He's just like someone like everyone likes, especially in New York. Like he was the main man in New York for a long time, and they were a horrible team that entire time. But he was just, he just went with it and uh, did his thing. Mm-hmm. So a uh, good, um, good that uh, he's still moving up on the all-time scoring list because a couple years ago he was considering even retiring because he yeah. didn't know where to go. I think he definitely deserved this. Uh, home somewhere because of Tyler Johnson still in the league. That trash can of a player. That thing <laughs> Melo deserves to be uh, in the league. I love Melo. He's probably one of my favorite players ever. Mm-hmm. Definitely like top five favorite players ever. Joel Embiid. Oh, this was kind of five days ago or six days ago. We were oh, we didn't have time to do it. Joel Embiid avoids a serious injury to his knee. But we'll still miss one to two weeks. But he, he's a bone bru- bone bruise on his left knee. Good thing it wasn't something bad because that would have been horrible for his MVP stuff and all that. Because I like seeing him succeed. I believe he's a good player, and um, I like his aggression on the, on the court. He has some that he has most aggression that a lot of people that don't a lot a lot of people do not have. Mm. And my last. My last headline is Nick Marcakis retires after 15 seasons, nine with Baltimore and six with Atlanta. And probably one of my favorite of those players because I became a fan in the early, early 2010s. I was when I was younger and I hate to see him not playing anymore because like it just makes me feel older and I'm um, just, I love watching him play. He was such a good player. But, I mean, he is a family now. I mean, he's 30, I believe he's 34? I don't know. I believe he's 37, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's got he's to gotta live his life now, but I hope he still sticks around for, the, for some Orioles baseball. Same. I remember he had, like, some, like, I think, didn't he have, like, the longest streak of, like, no errors or something like that? Or something like that? It was, like, a no yeah. error streak. But he won, I believe, two gold gloves. And uh, I believe he set a record for most games played in a row for a right fielder. Then he was an all-star in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he he got as far in playoffs as he did ever last year with the Braves, which is good for him. I mean, unfortunately, he never won a ring, which he kind of, I wish he did. I think he kind of deserved it after all the time he played, and he always played well, but not everyone's going to get a ring, so. All right, Christian, what is your headlines? Um, I have actually a recent bombshell that just dropped as a, for a headline. Uh, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is facing allegations of sexual assault in a loss, lawsuit filled or filed on behalf of, female, of a female masseuse. Oh, wow. So, uh, what was this like five minutes ago? It was eleven minutes ago. Um, oh jeez. Yeah, he says that he never treated any woman in such way. I got to be on his side. Timing kind of seems pretty awkward. Yeah. So, um. Just free Watts. Free Watson, man. First he has to play for the Texans, and then if he's uh-huh. not guilty, this. But. I don't think Watson is the type of person to do this. So, yeah, I uh, hope they're not true. That would suck. 
Yeah, that's something that just happened. And then something that happened even closer or sooner is former Packers running back Jamal Williams is signing a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million with the Lions. The Lions. Dang. Packers going to have to play him two times a year. I have to see him two times a year. That sucks. I had to see him two times a year with a horrible team. I, I love that guy, but whatever. That sucks. Good for him, but that sucks for me. Well, at least you guys got Aaron Jones back down. Um, yeah. So, the Dolphins are signing Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal. How do you feel about this? I believe he... Once Philip Rivers came to Indianapolis, he kind of got forgotten about for some reason. Like he, they turned him into like a Taysom Hill, like even with less use though. Like they use him even less, but I wouldn't count him out. I believe he can, he can take them far. Honestly, mm. good backup in New England. Went over to Indianapolis, played well until Philip Rivers took the spotlight, then retired. And now he's getting his chance again, and we'll see what he can do. So, uh, my next headline is that the Bears, well, before I say this headline, I remember their general manager, Pace, said they were going to make a splash in free agency. And so then we went out and traded, I mean, signed Andy Dalton, not Russell Wilson. Bro, like a, a, a splash, bro. That's more like a drop. Holy smokes, that's horrible. Um, uh, Bears I, continue to show that they're a horrible front office. I mean, at least his hair matches the uniform color, sort of. I mean, I think Andy Dalton's underrated low-key. Like, I feel like he was disrespected in his time in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But he is not a starting caliber quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I... I don't understand this move at all. I do, I do not like this move. I don't understand why they make this move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's horrible. I mean, all these Bears fans are saying that Ryan Pace is the worst general manager in NFL history. So, uh, it's kind of looking like it. Like, you see these guys on the market. You go and get Andy Dalton just to get him one year and get rid of him. I, I don't understand. Maybe maybe they're like a waste of a season. When they're going to waste Allen Robinson's franchise tag. Like, this is probably be the year where you want to do good so that you can convince Allen Robinson to say, and they're like, hmm, we don't want Russell Wilson. Let's get Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton. I mean, for me as a Green Bay fan, I mean, I have high hopes we're going to win the division this year. <laughs> but I just feel bad for Bears fans. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my next headline is that the Bills are signing Emmanuel Sanders after he gets released by the Saints to a one-year deal. Um, he was get another weapon. Uh, kind of jealous as a Ravens fan because watching Josh Allen get all these weapons to throw to kind of makes mm-hmm. me kind of well, just a little jealous. Just a mm-hmm. little. Um, but I think it's a good pickup for the Bills. He had a decent year last year. Yeah, I mean, nothing hot, nothing nothing crazy, but it's something. Yeah, he hasn't really been the same since he came back from Denver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my next headline I have is the Giants extend 
or re- they re-signed him to a three-year, $63 million deal. Uh, pretty good. I think it was like one of their be- better defenders. Yeah. Debatably their best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the signing for them. You know, so you got to keep that front seven together because I think their front seven is decent. Like, their defense is not terrible, actually. Like, it could be pretty good in, like, a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just... Yeah. I think that, I think they have bigger problems, especially losing Zeitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need to focus on their line and I don't know quarterback. So, you know, good move for the defense, but I think there's still a lot of holes on offense. Uh, Texans get Tyrod Taylor. I think they signed him to a one one year deal. What does yep. this mean for Deshaun Watson? Like, what? Like, what is happening? I think is he's kind of sit. I think he's the backup plan in case of it. If shit hits the fans. So bizarre. Like, just get rid of him. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a one year deal worth up to $12.5 million. But, I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. Go. And they needed a quarterback, so sure. Yeah. Go four and twelve again. Yeah, it's just brutal. Four wins again. Um, the Jags and Shaquille Griffin have agreed to a forty million dollar deal for three years. I know Seahawks fans are in shambles because this is probably one of their better defenders. Mm-hmm. How do you okay. feel about this? It's a good signing. I mean, Jags are an upcoming team, up-and-coming team, just like the Jets, who we're talking about, have some good signings as well. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely – he was definitely a above-average player in Seattle. I believe he can be in Jacksonville and help them win some games this year. I would agree. Um, next signing I have, second-to-last headline for NFL – is the Browns are signing John Johnson the third to a three-year, $33.75 million deal. I think this is a great signing for Cleveland. They needed help, especially safety help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, ha- they have a below-average defense, and that helps them definitely. And they always did. I think he could be a defense. He, he's a DB, but I think he could play safety, too, I, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated defensive DBs, just DBs in the league. Um, kind of outshined by Jalen Ramsey on the Rams, but mm. he was all pro. I think he made the Pro Bowl as well with Ramsey. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe he was snubbed, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure I remember him being on the Pro Bowl team. But he was great. definitely a reliable player in Los Angeles, though. He was. He was. He was great. And the Browns got a stud, a very underrated stud. My last NFL headline is that the Washington football team gets William Jackson the third from the Bengals for a three-year, forty-two million dollar deal. He's pretty good. Um, probably one of the better defensive players for the Bengals. And the football team keeps bolstering their defense. Yeah. They're they're definitely good on the line with with Chase Young leading them, 
as a young pack. I mean, you know, but uh, I mean, they're not making huge signings, but they're they're definitely getting the job done. They're trying to grow little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, now into my NBA headlines. I only have like three. Um, thirty? No, three. Three. <laughs> this episode would be like two hours long. My, my God. Um, a report came in that LeBron James is becoming a partner in a group that owns the Red Sox. I think it's like the Fenway Park. It's like a Fenway Park group or something like that, and they own the Red Sox. Why, though? Like, I would see if he went... It was, like, Cleveland, because he's from, like, Akron. Like, what? I don't get it. I don't... Maybe just... If he's getting money out of it, maybe, like, just a little cash, but, like, it's just weird. I didn't think he was a Boston fan. I... I don't... I don't get it either. Probably just for, like, money reasons, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why you would want to go with the Red Sox. They kind of suck right now. They're mm-hmm. probably going to suck this year. But, I mean, he probably has a lot of money, so you got to spend it somewhere. For real. Um, next headline for the NBA I have is Curry becomes the Golden State Warriors all-time assist leader. Do you think Stephen Curry can become the greatest Warriors player ever? Or, or do you think he already is the greatest Warriors player? I believe he's top four of all time for... The Warriors. Uh, Who would you put over him? Uh, for J- Jason Richardson in his time there was better than him. In his time there, he wasn't there like as long as he was, you know. Oh man, I don't. Well, I don't remember Jason Richardson winning. Two MVPs and winning it unanimously, but yeah, but he was like the face of like that franchise for a few years. You know, if you think about like the faces of the Warriors franchise, you usually think about Curry and Wilt Chamberlain first, in my opinion. So, in my opinion, I think he's top two Warriors. I think he might even debate be number one, be number one, but above Will, that's kind of hard, but. I mean, he yeah, did. Will definitely is number one. <laughs> but I think uh, coming I, in. I, I see two. I can see, I see two. two. Maybe one if you had a really good argument. But Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't put him over Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, he's not better than Wilt yet. I think he has a chance to pass him if he continues playing like this. But um, um, Yeah, I guess, I guess he could be better than Rick Barry. For now, unless he like fell off completely for some reason, but yeah, I put him at two. Definitely not above Will Chamberlain. Um, Kings lose Marvin Bagley to broken left hand versus Hornets. Um, Marvin Bagley, I feel really bad for memory. A really solid rookie year. He's kind of just rotting in Sacramento right now. Um, he's been very injury prone recently, and uh. I mean, the Kings aren't really contending for anything as they are 13th in the West right now. So, I mean, it's a big loss for the Kings, but, I mean, it's kind of a lost season already for the Kings already. So, I just I hope he has a speedy recovery because I like Marvin Bagley. He, mm-hmm. I think he was at, yeah, he was at Duke. He was, he was really good at Duke. Yeah, he yeah. was really good at Duke. Um, I watched him. He was extremely OP. 
him and Wild Wendell Carter, mm-hmm. who is on the Bulls. Um, yeah. Then Pistons rookie Killian Hayes has been cleared for on-court activities. I think he had like a hip issue, uh, and he was out. He was supposed to be like reevaluated in like six to eight weeks. Um, so that's good for him. You know, he finally gets to prove himself. He didn't really get much of a chance to prove himself as a rookie yet. And I don't know if we said this in the last episode, but I think if it hasn't already happened yet, Karis LeVert made is making his debut against the Suns. Good. After getting the cancer removed from his kidney. Let me make mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, he's healthy. He had 13 points in his first game back against the Suns, and he just had 17 points against the Nuggets. Which is good for him. I'm glad to see him back. He's mm-hmm. I think really underrated, and uh, it's good for him, man. It's a, that, that's a really feel good story right there, and mm-hmm. that wraps up all my uh, headlines. Alrighty, well, we're gonna go discuss. Me and Christian both made our own brackets for March Madness. And we're going to discuss from our Elite Eight on, since going from round 64 would take forever. So, my Elite Eight first matchup is Gonzaga versus Iowa. I I believe Luca Garza is absolutely dominating, and he could carry this team to be in the Elite Eight. He... Is pro is he the one they're retiring the number for? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just retiring someone's number like not even like a year before they leave the school is just like whack. I mean, they're twenty one and eight this year. Like I they have a great their team has great chemistry and uh I believe they can he can lead them deep. But I have Gonzaga winning this game because they're definitely the best team in this tournament. They're 26-0 as of now. Um, number one overall seed in the tournament, like I said. And, uh, yeah, I just still have Gonzaga over them. but Yeah, the same thing. I had I've oh. over Iowa um, in my, my West division or my West uh, side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. I think although Iowa is really good, I think they have a, like a slight chance of upsetting. But I think Gonzaga, I think this is their year because they've been they've been made it so close so many years, mm-hmm. and they've fallen just short. And I think this is their year because they have a great team, all around great team, and they're so good. Nobody's beat them, so mm-hmm. maybe Agreed. they can cap off. An undefeated season, which would be a great stun. My next matchup is Michigan versus Alabama. So Michigan's a one seed. They had a great year at 20 and four. They're one of the best shooting teams in college basketball. They're 22nd in all of college basketball in field goal percentage and 13th in all of college basketball in three point field goal percentage. Mm, Alabama, I threw them deep here because they're a two C. They're twenty four and six this year, and they just won the SEC championship, so they're on their high horse. And I believe they, like from watching them, I see they feed off like the laziness, 
the laziness of other teams. So, I mean, I still have Michigan winning this game, but I believe it could be a close one because Alabama is always that fighting team that could, like, take it to the end. So, um, I have Michigan over Alabama, but Alabama is still a great team and they still have room to improve and maybe even become into the the final four at one point. Um, for me, I have Michigan going against BYU. Oh, okay. Michigan getting upset by BYU. Oh. Um, Elaborate. Man, I I don't really know what I was going through when I made this pick. I kind of <laughs> just kind of it was kind of like a shot in the dark for me. Um, BYU has three losses against Gonzaga, so that's kind of something to look forward to. Um, they beat San Diego State by ten. They lost to USC by twenty six, and they beat Utah State by three. Lost to Boise State by four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Michigan has shown some rust. I used to think they were the best team in college basketball, but obviously, like, they could have been. They had the potential to be the best team in college basketball because they started out, like, 17-0 and or something like that mm-hmm. and after the COVID-19 pause. But um, I think BYU is – I think they're pretty evenly matched if they make it here. Um, I think that they're an underrated team. But I mean, they've only lost. They lost to Gonzaga three times, and they only lost to like like other teams that are like similarly ranked to them. But I think BYU can just pull it out. I think I'm. I think we're just like calling for an upset here. Uh, I mm-hmm. I think Michigan's rust is going to show. And I think it's going to show. I, I think it's going to show pretty early. Or pretty late in the tournament because I think they'll they'll, they'll lose by the worst teams and then they'll, they'll they'll start to come out once they get some comp. I I got you. Yeah. My third matchup is Baylor versus Arkansas. Baylor's the best three point shooting team in college basketball. They're number one. They're twenty two and two, and they're probably the second best team in this tournament. Arkansas, they're twenty two and six this year. They're a three seed. They have great pace of the game. They can beat the worst teams, I believe, and make it here to this final or this Elite Eight. But I still have Baylor over top of them and winning this game. Who do you have? Or who do you have matched up? I have Baylor against Ohio State, and I have Ohio State upsetting Baylor. Bro, what you doing? Um, so Baylor, I think that. I think that they obviously they can beat Ohio State. I think that Baylor though did did Ohio State win the Big Ten tournament? I forgot who won the Big Ten tournament. Let me look at it. I um no uh Illinois did I believe. Illinois, it was Illinois. Yeah, it was Illinois. But I think they went against Illinois in the final matchup of the Big Ten tournament, I think. But I might be wrong, I haven't checked it. But I think that Baylor, although the best three-point shooting team, I think they're going to have a Houston Rocket West Western Conference Finals game where they live by the three. 
but they also die by the three. I think Ohio State is a very great team. Um, you know, I think a lot of the players are starting to come alive, especially in the Big Ten tournament. They started to come alive late in the Big Ten tournament, which is good. I think they're starting to get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Baylor's obviously a hot team. I think they lost to Kansas. Yeah, I think they lost to Kansas. Um, but I I really think that Ohio State can pull this off if Baylor is cold, if they become cold from three. If they struggle from three in the tournament, then I think Ohio State can beat Baylor. And that's the one thing I'm going off of um, because I've been very bad with upsets in the Elite Eight or I've been very bad with predicting who's going to win the Elite Eight. So I always there's always that one upset, and I think this is the one upset, along with BYU Michigan, that I think I have to, I had to go with in my bracket. So I'm taking Ohio State over Baylor in this one. It's mm-hmm. wrong in like three weeks, but... Yeah. So... My last matchup is Illinois versus West Virginia. So, Illinois is a one seed. They're probably the third best team in the tournament. And, I mean, they won. They beat Ohio State, like we said, in the, in the Big Ten Championship. So, West Virginia, I see them as sort of an underdog here in this game, especially with their best player is Miles McBride. He's very good, but there isn't much there other than they're still a good all-around team, but that's really their powerhouse player, and that's really what they rely on. But I actually see this is my upset game. I have West Virginia over Illinois, and I usually wouldn't pull an upset like this late, but I just see it happening. I don't know. Illinois is a good team, but I just see West Virginia edging them. You're not going to like my Midwest bracket, let me tell you that. I have number four, Oklahoma State, going against number two, Houston. I actually have Illinois going out in the round of 32 against Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago, that's like 2016 or whatever that was, 18. I think think they they can bring the magic back, man. Um, Although Oklahoma State... I think they can make it here, especially with Cade Cunningham carrying. Cade Cunningham's an absolute stud. I think he's going to be the easy top pick. Um, Houston is the number three ranked BPI team. They have a lot of expectations. Um, although the number four seeds have won four of seven meetings with number two seeds. I think Houston's gonna pull it off because Houston's always been like, uh, like they. I feel like they've always like underwhelmed, and I think they have really high expectations this year. And although foul trouble can be kind of a concern for them, if they rebound well, they can control the flow of the game and basically play their own game if they rebound the ball well. Mm-hmm. But Cade Cunningham. Like I think this could easily go either way if this happens. I think Cade Cunningham could go absolutely crazy and ballistic against Houston, but I th- I think I'm going to take Houston over Oklahoma State in this one. All right. So for our final four in championship, I'm just going to run right through it because we already explained all the teams. So 
my final four matchups would be Gonzaga versus Michigan. And I would take Michigan over Gonzaga. Okay. And then I would have Baylor versus West Virginia, and I would take Baylor over West Virginia. And then in the championship for me, I have Michigan beating Baylor. All right. Yeah, I have Michigan all the way. <laughs> um, for me, I have Gonzaga beating BYU. I think BYU is going to run out of gas after beating Michigan if, they, if that happens. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have Houston beating Ohio State. I have Gonzaga beating Houston with a score of 77-72. to 72. You know, I just couldn't see Houston all the way in the championship game. That's like, mm. Look, what seed are they? They're, the, they're a two seed. Man, I just couldn't see them there. It, it could happen, man. There's a lot of good teams in the tournament. I don't know about Houston. But like a four seed we'll or like a seven seed in, in the tournament when they won with Dante DiPacenzo. But, uh... Mm-hmm. You want you want to hear what who my parents had winning? They my mom has Maryland winning. Mom has Maryland going all the way as a ten seed. <laughs> Aren't they like a what seed are they? They're a ten seed. Ten seed. God, um, I mean that's respect to the to the to the name. I gotta be honest. If they won, I'd be pretty happy. I don't see it happening. Although in my bracket, I mean you're not gonna like this either. Um. I have them upsetting UConn and Alabama. I have them upsetting UConn and Alabama. UConn could be that could be possible with Alabama. I don't know about that. Coming straight off SEC championship win, that's that's a tough one to predict. But and then my dad has Illinois winning. My mom also has Michigan getting upset by a 16th seed and a 16th seed making it to the Sweet 16. <laughs> Illinois so, is a safe pick for your dad, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I like that pick. Um, yeah, Gonzaga's probably the most safe pick. They're probably going to let everybody down again. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling less and less confident about my bracket Same. now that I've made it. But yeah. it's whatever, man. Like I'm, just, I'm just here to watch the games. You know, if there's an upset, I'm like, oh, cool, my bracket's broken. But my heart. There's definitely going to be a couple upsets. There always is. I love upsets. I hope there's another 16 seed upset. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. But like UMBC on Virginia, we live in Maryland. I watched that game live. It was it was amazing. K Bonnie Four was at my house. K Bonnie Four. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that does it. I have Michigan, and you have who again? Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Okay. Two pretty safe picks because they're both one seeds. Yeah. I mean, All right. Um, you know. <laughs> I'll drop the Twitter and the Instagram in the description uh, and the Discord server. I'm trying to grow that. I think we're at like 40, 40 members or something like that. Yes, and yeah, you can talk to us if you want. I don't care. Hey, it feels good to be back, man. We're trying to get that 200 follower milestone, man. Banger season. Banger season. Give Maddie shrimp tacos, man. Give this guy spicy shrimp tacos. Spicy shrimp tacos. Because he does a lot of shit for the podcast, and he deserves that. So give him that. 
and I can whip there in my 2015 Nissan Altima I got today. Oh my goodness. Bam. <laughs> Kaboom. In sport mode, in sport mode, as always. I could put it in sport mode. I could. All right. Well, that just about does it. Yes, sir. Is there anything else you want to say that's in, that you want to get off your chest or is important? I think the important thing is it's good to be back. It's good to be back and in the middle of banger season. But if I don't see 200 followers on that thing on Saturday, when I check it, I'll be mad. Hey, we're going to get there eventually, man. If it doesn't happen now, it's going to happen. If it doesn't happen... Yeah, I'm just craving the tacos. I'm, I'm an animal for it now at this point. Yeah, I, I pre-game for Chili's again. I, I have to see what I want to order. I'm, I'm trying out different stuff than what I usually get. Did you try the shrimp tacos? I did not. I tried the bacon steak quesadillas, man. Those hit. Those, those hit. But huh. I might have to try them next time. Well, spicy shrimp tacos on the menu? I haven't been there in two years. Yeah, they were. They were. I might get the fajitas, though. I like the fajitas they got. They're the ones that come out and it's like sizzling. Yeah. It ain't busting. I'm like, oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that. Let's wrap up episode 23. Thank you for tuning in. So, um,. That does it for episode 23 of the Forno Sports Podcast. Thank you.